0: Person coming in from china it's going to disappear one day it's like a miracle it will we're going to all be great we're going to be so good this is a pandemic the betches Up podcast no i don't take responsibility at all
1: and welcome to the Sups Daily Corona Cast. I'm Elise Morales.
2: I'm Brian Russell Smith.
1: And the Corona Cast is your daily rundown of all the latest news on Ms. COVID nineteen and how we're getting through it, and just how close we are to ending the crisis. Let's get into it. Brian, how are you? I'm doing okay. How are you, Elise? I'm okay. Today was um. Today was one of the rougher days of quarantine because I spent, uh, well, my fiance spent all morning on the phone with United trying to get them to refund flights that we were supposed to take this weekend for a wedding that's obviously not happening. And um, long story short, they don't want to give us our money back. So. Those,
2: what, what bastard company is this?
1: It's United Airlines, which actually, um, what's actually interesting about them not wanting to refund us $800 is that they actually received $25 billion in bailout money last night. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe we could throw 800 my way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, customer service rep was basically like, you should just, they were like, you can either take your flight which is on Saturday, and we're, we live in the epicenter of a pandemic, but they were like, no, you can just mm-hmm. take the flight because it's not canceled. We could either take a voucher to fly eight months from now, even though the CDC says this could last for 18 months. But also, we,
2: like, you have no excuse to go to Wisconsin in eight months.
1: No, and, like, we don't, we're don't. probably not going to be traveling in eight months. <laughs> like, like I, we don't know. Like, why would I take a voucher at this time? Anyway... I can't really get into it because I will that's a whole other podcast that I'm going to launch that's just me screaming about United Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> but long story short, um they are not honoring our tickets which we actually did purchase a refundable ticket but they're saying that because it's not because the plane isn't having mechanical issues. I don't even know. Oh, I can't get ridiculous. into it. That is ridiculous. I can't get into it, but it's typical airline bullshit. Yeah.
2: I'm like personally doing okay. Like the grocery store on um where I'm at opened up early, and oh, that's nice. Where and they actually just called and because we had to put like in everything that we wanted. It's like a small, small, small like town business one. Mm-hmm. Like we would like write out a list, a grocery list, and then they shop for us, and then they like leave it outside and we come pick it up.
1: Oh, um, that's really good. And
2: they had basically everything, which is really nice. Even gluten free cookies for me, so that's oh. nice. I know but on like another like not so personal note but also very personal to me um, Dua Lipa and Lady Gaga were expected to release their albums in like a week or two Mm -hmm. from now and I was like they need to push it up we need it now the gays need it we need (laughs) some pop musical medicine and what lo and behold Dua Lipa pushes everything up her albums coming out tomorrow everything I've heard from it now has been fucking bop after bop Uh,
1: very very good.
2: Lady Gaga, on the other hand, postponed. (gasps) I am furious. She's like, I think people really need to be focused on the medical workers right now and like all that stuff. And I'm like, girl, just because you release a fucking album doesn't mean we can't. Focus on the current situation at hand. I can
1: listen to your album and think about medical workers. I can
2: do both. (laughs) I I can can do it at the same, I can literally do that at the same time.
1: Yeah. And also the medical workers can listen to your album while they're working these insane hours and like putting themselves in harm's way. Every single day they can jam out to Gaga
2: totally concur and it's like if it was the reasoning like oh i can't get all my producers in the same room like we can't like actually logistically finish up the album then i'd be like okay that makes
1: sense yeah
2: but it's just well, say- not saying that
1: <laughs> saying we need to focus on like i think people should focus on the medical workers is like kind of the most gaga thing ever
2: it's, um, also, like, yeah, it's, it's like- very
1: her to be like If there were 100 people in a room and 99 of them were (laughs) medical workers.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And it was just one me releasing an album.
1: I wouldn't want people to be focused on me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much how it would go.
0: Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly.
1: All right, should we get into the numbers as of today?
0: Yeah, Um, let's do it. As
1: of noon Eastern time on March 26th, there were 69,197 known coronavirus cases in the United States with 1,046 deaths. So we have passed the 1,000 deaths marker. Uh, Mm -hmm. great. Congratulations, America, as the president tweeted this morning. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This morning, we learned that nearly 3.4 million people filed for unemployment last week, which is the highest level in history. Uh, That is nearly five times the highest level of claims seen during the Great Recession.
0: Wow,
2: wow. Um, (laughs) Speaking of unemployment, uh, Amanda and Caitlin talked about the details of the Senate's coronavirus economic relief package yesterday. So the Senate finally passed the bill at around midnight last night, but not without some last-minute objections from some GOP senators who thought it was, you know, just too generous to unemployed workers because, you know, you can always be too generous to people who are unemployed. (laughs) Um, So the bill expands unemployment insurance, giving people $600 a month for four months. Um, this will be in addition to any state unemployment funds you're entitled to, which are usually around $250 to $500 a month. So the average is around $385 per week. Um, Senator Lindsey Graham, Senator Ben Sass, Tim Scott, and Rick Scott Both Scott guys, all
1: the Scott brothers. (laughs) They're not brothers.
2: Scotty, no, Scotty doesn't know. Appalled, (laughs) so they were basically appalled that the bill would support laid-off workers so generously, asking if it was a quote drafting error. Six hundred (laughs)
1: dollars. It must be a mistake. We couldn't want to give people six hundred dollars
2: i know so they claimed that for some workers who make very little money the unemployment benefits would be more than they'd make at their jobs <gasps> so i know
1: how no. dare so no
2: <laughs> they said this temporary expansion of funds would incentivize people to quit their jobs just to collect the money okay sure you can't quit your job and then file for unemployment that's not how it works <laughs> Um, even though the bill considers people who quit voluntarily without cause ineligible for the benefit, as the bill that they just pointed out says, and so they pushed for an amendment that would cap the unemployment insurance people get at one hundred percent of their salary, just to, you know ensure poor people stay poor.
1: Because God forbid someone who's making twelve dollars an hour. Because of this bill, accidentally be making fourteen dollars an hour. Good lord, where would this country be? It's if ridiculous. These people are getting an extra six hundred dollars.
2: Well, I don't understand Fat about chats
1: on their six hundred dollars. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what what I truth, truth like I don't understand about filing for unemployment is that when you do, you don't actually get your salary ever usually. No. So no, it's like- I.
1: I was on unemployment once, like, uh, a couple years ago, and I got, like, 280 bucks a week. That's like, ridiculous. <laughs> I wasn't, like, living it up, like, out like, on the town.
2: It's like you you basically, like, oh, you lose your job. Here's some unemployment. Now choose between eating and paying your rent. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. And it, it's literally just... This bill is literally just making so, it so that people who get unemployment have, like, a fighting chance mm-hmm. at meeting the cost of their living. And interestingly enough, Brian, someone Mm -hmm. who agrees with us is none other than presidential candidate, technically still, Senator (laughs) Bernie Sanders.
2: What did you think? Look at that, who would've thought? (laughs) would
1: you believe that Bernie was not about to let people, these four GOP senators, just cut unemployment benefits. So basically what happened was these four senators were they were saying that they were going to hold up the bill and add this amendment. So Bernie Sanders then counter-threatened and said that if you don't drop your objections to the bill, then I will add my own objections to the bill to hold it up. So it was like a threat-counter-threat situation. Yes. Um, he said that he would delay the bill using a hold if Republicans were to water down unemployment benefits. And he actually... um he basically went all the way off, as the kids would say, on the mm-hmm. Senate floor. And we actually have a clip of that right now.
0: And now I find that some of my Republican colleagues are very distressed. They're very upset that somebody who's making 10, 12 bucks an hour might end up with a paycheck for four months more than they received last week. Oh my God, the universe is collapsing. Imagine that somebody who's making 12 bucks an hour now, like the rest of us, faces an unprecedented economic crisis with the 600 bucks on top of their normal, their regular unemployment check, might be making a few bucks more for four months. Oh my word, will the universe survive? How absurd! and wrong is that what kind of value system is that i
1: love uh i love when angry bernie sanders is like oh god forbid like when he
2: (laughs) i know he is one of the few i feel like politicians who can really get away with sarcasm and like he doesn't
1: he does it so well.
2: It's his Brooklyn roots. It yes. really, it really helps him with that because like, I feel like so many times people like Amy Klobuchar will try and do some sarcasm. Mm-hmm. And it's like that Midwestern like approach does not really have the same effect. Yes,
1: Liz was good at it as mm-hmm. well, but I do think that Bernie kind of takes the cake as far as people who are be like, well, la dee dog.
2: That's basically what he does.
1: Yes. And it, you know, no matter how you have felt about him throughout the campaign, I that clip was amazing. Uh, he went on to say that unless these Republican senators drop their objections, I am prepared to put a hold on this bill until stronger conditions are imposed on the $500 billion of corporate welfare, which is a really interesting point to make because we're looking at these GOP senators who are the very people who don't want to put restrictions on money that goes to Wall Street, mm-hmm. but they're losing their minds that a janitor would maybe make a living wage for four months because Mm -hmm. of the bill.
2: It's ridiculous. And it's like it's crazy that like they have such a knee-jerk reaction to protect like corporations and not poor people try like who lose their job. It's crazy. Like they didn't even have time to hear from lobbyists. They just like knew automatically to yeah. do it.
1: Oh my God, yeah, it's like ingrained in there. The lobbyist is their own soul. It's <laughs> like, ridiculous. It's and crazy. it's like, you know,
2: Lindsey Graham, you know you're up for reelection in November, right? Like, do you really want to be the yes. one holding we shit please up? please
1: all donate to Lindsey Graham's opponent whose name isn't even in front of me right now?
2: Um, Jamie Harrison? Perhaps. Sean, <laughs> if that's wrong, take it out. <laughs> And if you heard
1: Brian say that, then you know that it wasn't wrong and we didn't take it out. <laughs> but anyway, please don't need um, to get Lindsey Graham the hell out of here because I'm done with I'm I'm done with Senator Lindsey Graham. I'll say it right now. I'm mm-hmm. done. So uh well one last thing that I will say is that uh Republicans did ultimately relent on this uh topic. They decided that they said that they would move forward as long as they could do a procedural vote on their amendment to cap unemployment at hundred percent of wages. And that actually failed. So bye. So sorry to see it. Uh, and now the house is saying that they will vote on this bill tomorrow morning. Nancy Pelosi is saying she expects it to also pass unanimously. Um, but if they do it by unanimous vote consent, even one Republican could block it. So maybe someone will want to be that asshole. I do. I feel like the likelihood is that it's going to pass. Yeah. And Trump's going to sign it.
2: Some other things that were in there that they didn't mention yesterday is that there is $400 million to improve mail-in voting, which is great.
1: Yeah, that's really good.
2: $100 million for the aughts.
1: Ah, for the aughts um, so that Lady Gaga can release her album <laughs> on <set. laughs>
2: Gaga, did you hear the good news? <laughs> um. So are real ID requirements are delayed, which is also great news.
1: Yes, those are those like... It, it was like a fancy license that you have yeah. to get so that you can fly with your ID.
2: Yeah. It's like basically they added in like another – more verifications to it or something. Mm-hmm. And also student loan payments are delayed through late September, which great. is great. Um, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin said direct payments should go out in three weeks. Nancy Pelosi says she wants more direct payments, more for food assistance, more for city and states – and this relief package isn't really a stimulus. It's not going to stimulate the economy, but keep it from totally collapsing, hopefully. I hope they have my address. I'm sure yeah, they do. Yeah, I,
1: like, I was like, well, they I did direct deposit for my taxes last year. I so you guys so should can be I, able to get in touch. Can I send you a blank any, check? Yeah, I'm like, you've never had any problem getting in touch before. so. I,
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> I am curious about it because I don't ever get like the postal office always fucks it up for me. I'm like, can I get it sent somewhere else? I don't know. I, I'm curious about the logistics.
1: Maybe it's just, yeah, it's like my internal, like deep internalized pessimism, but I'm just like, it's going to be a shit show getting these checks out. Oh, 100 like, pay. I just can't. I, I, based on all that I have seen in my, in my 29 years, I just cannot imagine that it's not going to be chaos and madness, getting these checks out to people. Totally. Um, my hope is that this is the first of many bills that they're passing. And it's like, this is like the stop the bleeding bill and that we get more assistance as time goes on. But yeah, my internalized pessimism also, I'm like, I never, anytime I feel hope, there's like this other voice in my brain that comes in and is like, no, <laughs> no.
2: I know. I don't feel, I don't feel anything anymore, you know? That's yeah. That's how I'm at.
1: I mean, if I get a check for $1,200, that sounds great.
2: I know. Is that tax deductible? Like, will that be tax, I wonder?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Also, We were talking like, about our
2: taxes before. That's why I bring it up.
1: Also, like, I mean, it is great to have direct payments going to Americans. I don't want to, like, completely shit on that. But it's also, like, no one, is, no one who's facing, like, unemployment or whatever from this crisis is like, oh, well, now that I have $1,200, I'm good.
2: Also, are banks open? I don't know. (laughs) I think
1: that banks are open.
2: I wonder how people are going to cash their checks.
1: Well, I think that anyone who doesn't have direct deposit is in for a wild ride getting these checks. And that maybe direct deposit, it'll be easier. But it's going to be chaotic, to say the least. Speaking of chaos... Donald Trump's press conferences. Um, Mm -hmm. There has been increasing talk among news networks about the ethics of airing Donald Trump's now daily coronavirus press conferences. Uh, Many networks, according to the Daily Beast... Both many networks, specifically MSNBC and CNN, are asking themselves, is it against journalistic ethics to continue airing Trump's comments on the coronavirus, which are not factually accurate and have already led to serious public health issues? Earlier this week on the pod, we talked about a couple in Arizona that ate aquarium cleaner because Trump said in a press conference and on Twitter that it was an effective remedy for the virus. So Mm -hmm. that's just one of many things. Obviously, his press conferences, per usual, are filled with misinformation, Um, but polls show that Trump supporters are taking social distancing less seriously than others, and that his supporters trust his words more than the CDC. So, you know, Trump's base is around 30% of the American population. If 30% of the American population is not taking this seriously, we have a problem. Yeah, totally. Like, 100%. We, we have a really big problem. So top MSNBC anchors have already argued publicly that they should cut away from the president when he's lying or giving misinformation. And Rachel Maddow said last night that if this was up to her, she wouldn't air the press conferences at all, saying that if he keeps lying like he has been every day on stuff that's important, we should, all of us, stop broadcasting it. Honestly, it's going to cost lives. And so, I mean... It's tough. It's tough to say like, oh, you shouldn't broadcast what the president of the United States is doing because then yeah. we, we have a situation where maybe Fox News is broadcasting it, obviously completely unfiltered, and then the other news networks aren't. I wonder if that would create an even crazier bubble of information. But it's I, also, like, he is lying all He the is time.
2: lying. He's lying all the time. He tweeted out yesterday that we've had more tests in the United States than South Korea, which is just a flat-out fucking lie. It's, like... Yeah,
1: that's not based on... That's not even based on, like, a fact that he's twisting. That's literally based on nothing.
2: He's just, like... And he has gone full, like, authoritarian lies. Like, yeah. blatant. Not even just, like, misconstruing facts. And it's, like... I think, like... I think if they want to try and find some middle ground, it's, like, you know... I wouldn't even air it as it first starts. I would, like, edit it and be like...
1: Yeah, tape this it and
2: then... Tape it and be like, this part was factual, this part was factual, and just play the parts that were not just misinformation. But, yes. you know, that could be the... Like, that's probably the majority of the press conference. I think it's, like... And it's, like, okay, so these Fox people will watch it. But, I mean, any less people who can watch it. He was... He did, like, some fucking town hall and... They basically just like lobbed softballs at him, and he basically said, "The governors aren't nice to him, so he's not going to help them." And it's like, what? Like, just because yeah. you you hate Andrew Cuomo doesn't mean you shouldn't help New Yorkers. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous.
1: It's it's crazy to me the level to which like Donald Trump is fighting with his own hometown, like, mm-hmm. and it's just it just goes to show that he will always, at his core, be this kid from Queens who just wishes he could be a Manhattanite. Like it's crazy. Like he just has this deep hate for his own hometown to the point where now he's jealous of Andrew Cuomo and Mm -hmm. maybe going to withhold aid from us in a pandemic because he's mad at Cuomo. And it's just, it's
0: It's alarming.
1: I don't know what to do about the press conferences. I think that you're right. That like, the only real ethical way to air them is to be able to live fact check them or to air them later with fact checking interspersed.
2: Like I would just I would just cut it out. I would just cut it out and not even address it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like why even like say why even say the false stuff?
1: Yeah. Cut out like, all the parts that are false and it's like two minutes long. And it's exactly. like this is Mike Pence. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, only him introducing he's like,
2: people. He's like, Hello everyone. <laughs> and then he's like goodbye. Yeah. That's it. Um, so we're going to end the podcast basically the same way we do every day. I was going to say every week, but it's every day now with some nice, uh, nice things that people send to us. So someone wrote in saying, I'm a nurse. Strangers paid for my food when they saw me pick it up in my scrubs. Oh, very nice. Someone wrote in that they're getting an extra two hours of sleep by not commuting.
1: We love that.
2: I have been sleeping so much.
1: Listen, if the only thing you can get from all this craziness is that you sleep in, sleep in.
2: Yeah, I've been Come sleeping, on. like, almost 10 hours every night. It's amazing.
1: I've been sleeping a lot.
2: Yeah. Um. Someone wrote, I haven't killed my husband, and we've been quarantined for get- together for over three weeks.
1: That's beautiful, and that's love.
2: <laughs> but truthfully, honestly, I get it. Oh, me too. Um, like, how? Like, what's going to happen? I'm going to kill... S- okay, anyways... <laughs> Um and someone else wrote in I'm loving the fresh air in my flat's balcony because there's so much less pollution where I am at.
1: You know what that's so interesting and I am wondering like if there are going to be studies after this about how much less like pollution and fossil fuels and all of that shit carbon went into totally. the air during this time. It's really interesting I so fe- many flights being grounded like
2: So even just like tr- like car traffic Yeah um all that stuff like i, I feel like it's going to be really interesting to see i wonder like like i'm not in manhattan right now but i wonder if you can even like smell a difference outside i don't know Yeah,
1: you know what annoys me we can end on this <laughs> you know what annoys me all what? the lights are still up in times square even though no one's supposed to be in there it's like turn the lights off
2: <laughs> that's oh my god that's very true
1: it's so, like, turn this stupid MTV thing off. No one's here.
2: On anything that's not a paid ad space that they have a contractually obligation to be up shouldn't be up.
1: Right? Turn it all off.
2: That's save electricity. No one's looking at it. Yeah.
1: You even want the ad up? No one's looking at it.
2: That's very true. I didn't even think about that.
1: Right? I'd be like, you know what? You can turn my ad off. We'll do it at a different time because no yeah. one's there.
2: Can you delay I- this? Like, push it back like everyone else, please? Thank you.
1: Yeah. Well, that'll um, be on a special Patreon episode of my podcast where I yell about United. Is that episode <laughs> where I yell about
2: <laughs> the lights in Times Square. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Listen to Lisa's new podcast where she just yells about things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All I've got is time. I will make it. Yeah. All right, guys. Until the end of the pandemic, I'm Elise Morales.
2: I'm Brian Russell Smith.
1: And this is the Betches Daily Corona
0: The Betches SUP podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. The SUP is created by Sammy Fishbein. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to SUP at Betches.com. Betches.